Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time and it's a six points from two fixtures Stop Hammer Time that we come to you with in fact seven out of nine seven points out of three nine in three you know the math you you do the math I shouldn't have to do the math I have two teachers on the show with me (laughs) they can do the math between them joining me as always Jim Grant hello Jim good evening yeah very good we went we went to both of those games yes absolutely and uh, also joining us he went to all of those games as well it's Andy Little hello nice to see you both how are you Andy I'm very well right. thank you you, you two are a teacher not at a not at an incredibly flashy school like Jim's school but mm-hmm. like at a proper grassroots school yeah I mean it's the armpit of Brixton where I work but it's you know it's That's lovely right. These, these are the schools that Theresa May wants to get rid of with her grammar schools and academies <laughs> I don't actually know what academies are <laughs> my friend's school Andy the one that's at Highbury Grove that we were talking about there's mm. uh, the plans afoot to turn that into an academy and they don't want to be turned into an academy no i mean it's i mean i work at an academy right what are academies okay so there used to be money that used to be for like an education trust that used Mm -hmm. to kind of pan it out and the change has been that the money goes to a headmaster and then they get to kind of decide where the money should go rather than somebody else and and the money comes from central government that's correct Mm. so so academies aren't under local education authority control they're right they're, they're funded we sponsor, my school sponsors an academy. Oh. In fact, we're sponsored by Dulwich College, in fact. Right, wow. Yeah. Mm. So the big schools are sponsors, smaller schools. Yeah. Are they feeder schools? Are they, uh, no, no, no not really, no. No, we just work, we just work, work with them in various ways. Yeah. 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 Intriguing. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a sort of a <laughs> celebration. It's a football uh, podcast, a football everyone. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
which makes me want to almost talk about schools and academies more. <laughs> Don't go to the gym, otherwise the whole school, <laughs> the whole podcast will be about schools. Um, so we, we, uh, all three of us went to both games. We went to Palace away. Yep. Uh, it was a lovely away trip, as it very often is to, you to got Palace. It, you have to say, yes. It's Other a, than the rain. Well, the rain. Yeah, the rain was not good. But, it but was... we went there in broad daylight and then yeah. left in pissing rain, didn't we? It was. Because, uh, Jim, we met at your place and uh, we were out in the garden, weren't we? Well, yes, we were it out was in very the garden. Pleasant. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had fish pie. We had fish pie, yeah. I cook fish pie. Yes, yeah. nice. it was very nice. Fish yeah, pie. it was nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we went, and uh, that was for me. That was uh, everything about that performance of the season in many ways. Yes, but also you know fan experience, yes. match day experience yes. of the season. But old school ground, um, great away support, fantastic, very fantastic very away good support. away support, very very, very live. A lot of beer being thrown around. <laughs> yes, it was really mad, wasn't it? Yeah. It was really good. I went to. Um, you know, I went to City away, and uh, we didn't give them. You know, City came out of the starting blocks and basically just dominated us yeah. from 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 the word go. And we sort of rallied a bit in the second half. But but even you know the 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 West Ham away support, which which I love being a part of, was quite muted in that game. Right. And it's sort of and West Brom, we gave her just a horrendous performance and uh, uh, it was they were a couple of the sort of worst away yeah. performances there was some good gallows humour at West Brom yes there was a bit yeah. but uh, yeah no this was a proper impassioned away was, support and it, it's as if the kind of the one all with Middlesbrough had given us just enough sort of um, just enough encouragement to go completely mental I mean that's it's like, like under that stand beer was just being do you thrown think 5.30 kickoff gives time for people yeah, to get to a get bit more pissed, pissed up yes. I think as well they, they thought they were going to win didn't yes. they they had such a good run they, was, yes. they were on that basis of thinking they were going to win and it was nice I mean we we, were, we weren't overshadowed whatsoever no well it was a good game wasn't it it, it, it um it sort of cement, you know, we steadied the ship a bit with the Middlesbrough game. Let's just st- start talking about the games now. The, the, yeah. We steadied the ship with the Middlesbrough game and uh, the Crystal Palace match. Um, there was, you know, some kind of Facebook sort of f- kind of fallout, uh, bizarrely predicated around just the performance of Zaza, but mm. that opened up other issues. And what we lacked in what Mark Noble called the kind of lowest point of the season, we couldn't get any lower, was any intensity at all in the Southampton mm. game. And the Crystal Palace game was entirely about a, a complete return to, to intensity and really pressing the other we team. Were, we were, yes, we were snapping into challenges. Uh, no Palace player received the ball without instant pressure on it. Um, and they were reduced to kind of hoofing it long, really, weren't yeah, they, to be honest? Um, and I, I felt right from the start, the return of Cresswell was a great fillip, wasn't yes, it? It was, it was a sort yeah. of sense, you know, he, 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 we, we have really missed him. And he put in a fantastic performance, He was great. Performance, yeah, I you'd never have thought he was um, out with quite a serious And injury. outrageously sent off, and that, uh, as, yeah, as, as we know. Crazy. I mean, ridiculous piece of refereeing on both counts, really. We were right level, weren't we? Well, mm-hmm. oh no, because we were in slightly different parts of the ground, but... Um, my brother and I were absolutely kind of level, although obviously the other side of the penalty area f- from that. And it was 
clear he'd been caught. Yeah. It was clear he'd yeah. been caught for it was that. A penalty. And, and he kind of jumped up in the air a little bit as he was avoiding being badly hurt, you know. Mm. And it's, you know, because he, he took a bit of a swing at him, I thought. Yeah. It wasn't a kind of, you know, a, a gentle challenge even. And of course, there's also, this is a guy who's coming back after just having yes. had his knee buggered. So, you know, that, that whole context of it, you think, no, he hasn't dived there. No, He's just no. tried to not, not get himself badly hurt. Oh, and he certainly miserable. didn't bring Zaha down, did he? Oh, no, that no. was just that was nonsense. Zaha was falling, wasn't he? Well, that was I mean, a line that, that gave that, They had a bit it? of a kind of... He, you know, he had his arm across him, but they do in those yeah. foot races. They do. That's, actually, uh, that's the, what happens. I but, think the way that Cresswell continued that game, Zaha consistently went to the outside of Cresswell, and Cresswell made the yards on the diagonal and just erased that as a threat from the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he's absolutely built for that wing-back role yeah. in many ways, isn't he? I mean, we felt that. You know, last season when he was you know, in his pomp with Jenkinson on the season before, um, so that made a huge difference. But there was a um, Obiang. Yes, yes, that's, a, that, that's, a, that's another uh, addition. I mean, yeah. We, yeah, we were crying out for Obiang. I mean, I think you know, last season the the defensive unit was motoring so well and had an understanding between each other that it, it was sort of you didn't necessarily need a specialist person to kind of shield the back four and not every team sort of has that but no. it was misfiring awfully from pretty much the beginning of this season and that chip, sort of the the whatever changes required to put someone to screen the back four in front of them could have been made at that point because we'd seen enough of Obiang last season to know what he's capable yeah. of. I mean, I think, you know, Jim, you've said this a couple of times, that the, the Kayati, it's one of the jobs he can't do. It sort of falls in the middle. It's exactly in the sweet spot of what he can't really do is holding. Middle, I agree. You know? I mean, I, and I think he's made a difference. And on that right side of the back three, he has really kind of put some steel into that yeah. into that right side. Let's keep talking cool. about Obiang though, because yeah. he, because he 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 has absolutely has come in. I mean, he he it just he barely misplaces a pass. Yeah. He doesn't he's lose the ball great, much. He yeah, does. Yeah. He tackles well. Yeah, you know, he does a lot of the dirty work. And it's good. Consistently, he can play as well. good. Spanish yeah, under twenty-one player. No, he's very good. He's very good. And I mean, we actually, although you know, despite you say we didn't need it that often last season, we actually conceded quite a few goals through that area in front of the of the back four last season. Some quite crucial goals: the um, City equaliser in the game at Upton Park. Um, although it wasn't shouldn't have been a penalty you know that's where the penalty against the late penalty against Chelsea came from yeah. you know um, mm-hmm. you know Song was often de- designated to play that play that role and then kind of went, went walk about yeah um, so I think you know most successful teams do play with someone screening the back four some you know and uh, I, I think as you agree Co- Co- uh, as we said Coyote is not ideally suited to that he's more of a marauder yeah but he's also a good defender yeah. and he uses his height and he gets gets a foot in I yeah mean, um, in, in classic football manager times of my youth I'd bring on the DMC at 75 minutes in and that's what Obiang is for me for West Ham that was what it was last season mm. but actually he's shown more of a complete player yeah, you know, he, he did really well um, 
I mean, it, you know, in the second half, you know, he almost got through and scored, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, It was yeah. a nice little run. He, can, he, he plays little triangles with people. He, oh, he's, he he's, he's, he's not yeah. just mm. a no, no. sort of, you know, breaker-upper no, of moves, good, is he? Yeah. he? He's got a bit more to his game than that. No, and he deserves to be in the side. And definitely, he plays definitely. Really, plays really well. He's, 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 well, he carries on the way he's going. Yeah. He's going to be right in the frame for Hammer of the Year, I think. It I has mean, to be, yeah, he's yeah. got, he, you know, he's got all the chops, I think. I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not a huge fan of uh, three defensive midfielders, uh, three central defenders, sorry, uh, you know, the three, five, two, or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, and we played it at City, but that felt like it was because of a fear of defensive frailty, and it was like a kind of Sam Aladician, um <laughs> just play more defenders and that never works it's almost easier for a four man midfield to pick through but it's been foisted on him to a certain extent by a kind of just lack of fullbacks hasn't it really You've yeah. got, you got you know um uh, on on Saturday, for instance, you know what was he supposed to do? He's got his, both his left backs are, are out. Uh, Byram's injured. Arbeloa injured, injured as well. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know about I, mean, Arbeloa. I, I think it might be. But this worked very well. I thought. Uh, yeah, you know, it, yeah. it, it, um, I mean, we, also, were, we were impressed with Fernandez. Yes, he was. He was. He was a good. Yeah, uh, considering that it clearly can't be. <laughs> he can't be used to playing that role. He did a, a fantastic job. I thought. Uh, um Kiyati was not playing all that well. I mean, you know, no one was in the, the early games of the season. But in a funny way, a kind of little holiday just hiding away in the central defence has done him a power of good. In fact, um, the game at the weekend, sort of the, you know, those sort of post-match match optima type stats... Um, Showed him to be almost our best central defender. He won more headers, put more tackles in, no, and had more successful Uh But he also does his... You know, one of the best performances I've seen by a player was when he was... Uh, uh, playing at centre-back against Manchester United where um, we had some kind of crisis and he was play- forced to play at centre-back mm. and uh, he just did everything he normally does plus play at centre-back <laughs> but he scored, didn't he? Scored yeah. against Manchester yeah. United, you know yeah. um, and he's, uh, you know, it's actually slightly reinvigorated him I thought he was um, excellent uh, in both of those games, because he covers right, he covers right back. If yeah. the right wing back goes yeah. on a bit of a, but we were definitely more. You know, we were more. Obviously, the clean sheets are. Uh, you know, will will build confidence. Um, Adrian made a couple of great saves. Yes. Uh, one in each of those those games looked a little bit more solid and secure than he has been. So, you know, generally there was a sort of there has been a sense, hasn't there, with the, with the Middlesbrough game for onwards of a kind of people, you know, would say. Mm. Turning the corner or, 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 or beginning to sort of steady the ship or whatever metaphor you want to use. But I still felt after we didn't score in that first, having I mean, been totally dominant in the first half hour against uh, Sunderland, I still felt, oh, this is still quite a shaky, shaky team in terms of confidence. Yeah. It felt there was a fragility still there. And they, you know, they lost and they lost momentum didn't they about after about half an hour. Yeah. Sunderland suddenly I, had a bit I of went, spell. I went to this game with like a Liverpool fan and. He said to me, this would be 3 or 4 nil." I said, well, we need to score first. And I thought when we scored, the, the gates would open. They may, they may well have done had we not scored in the 94th minute. Mm-hmm. You know? But that was what it was. We dominated for such a period. And we looked really good. Really but good. just didn't score. And, 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 and herein lies the problem of our season. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, and that confidence is easily shaken, isn't it? And in fact, if we'd have been playing a team and a manager that was prepared to be more... Um, you know, aggressive in the way they the way they play and, and more ambitious, we could easily have lost that game. I yeah, think. I agree. 
So um, I think Adrian been... made an important save at that point, didn't it? Was, was that just after half? Was that just after half time, or was that? There was two. There's one yeah, yeah. D- just before and one just yeah, after. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but when we uh, after half an hour of, of uh, dominating, we we they came back into it in, yeah. in the last fifteen minutes. Kind of let them off. back into it. Suddenly, our yeah. passing went to shit. Right. Suddenly, there was a kind of well, there was a, they dropped got, deeper though, didn't wobbly. they? That yeah. was they, they yeah, towards the end, and he brought on defensive yeah. players. You know, when they had attackers on the bench, in each but we did. I mean, that's where I thought Kiata actually was really good because he was the only one of our defensive three that wants to carry the ball. The others are quite happy to pass it side to side, but yeah. Kiate actually will drive the ball forward. And that's where I think, obviously, as you were saying before, the marauder that he is, yeah. is a great thing to have there. We haven't had a centre-back like that for, well, for a long no. time. You know, no, so that's, no. that's a welcome return. Albeit, I wouldn't pay Kiate in that position week in, week out. No. But as a, a necessary strength of holding up our back yeah. five as it's turned out to be he gives us an option I wish our Bonner would do it more because yeah. he's quite good with the ball at his feet and two feet he's got yeah. a Bonner as well yeah, yeah. Um, we have scored ten goals in nine matches which is a pretty poor return and I think that that, that the game at the weekend dominating for half an hour and not scoring I think you, you serially I've sort of seen heads go down when you, when you you know it feels like you're trying something and there's no kind of end result and it's very easy I think for a, for another team to sort of spot that frailty and come back into oh, it and I think we um, we had you know I, I turned to you and said this is, this is kind of set up to bite us in the arse absolutely I, think it, I, 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 I felt that absolutely yeah. but, um, but having said that you know we could uh, you know ha- Pyatt alone could have could have had three goals yes, in, the first in half that half spell. Yeah, yeah. Hit the post, uh, one a bit too close to the keeper. Another one, he, you know, he curled it. it you know, yeah, it was a couple of a couple of yards left. You know, yeah. and we created chances. I mean, we were very very dominant, and and we we were blowing them away in a sense. And yeah, you know, as you say, if we if we'd have one of those had gone in, who knows? It could have been yeah. a thrashing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if 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 you if you if your fundamentally your confidence is not high and you know you've been on the you know you think about what happened in the Watford game and in Southampton, mm-hmm. you know then then it's very easy not to, you know, to slip back well, from Watford where you game that early in the season when we scored those two goals at the yeah, beginning. You, you were going where right, game you know, over. our season yeah. is on its How way. How many are we going to score? Yeah, you yeah. thought? Yeah. I mean, I turned to, um, to Pete Walder was alongside me in that game, and I, I and actually at that point we were tuning up. I said, if you look around, man for man. We're just better than them. There is a, there is a, yeah. there is a, I said, there's a golfing class here. And obviously I said, I'm not saying we're necessarily going to win the game. And I said to him at the time, and, uh, I was proved right, obviously. But, you know, they, they have the ability. We, I mean, we can retain mm. possession. We've got some really good players. They just need to knit together, you know, and, and, uh, like you were saying earlier, um, we haven't thrashed anyone yet, have we, yeah. under Bilic? We haven't really walloped anyone. I'm desperate for that as well, because yeah. that's really, yeah. it makes us sing. I mean, that's the other thing to remember, is that when we, so we won at Palace, I mean, it's not the first time we won in Palace, even recently, but we didn't go into that game, like, inspired with confidence against no. the bottom league team. We felt the pressure, and when we didn't score in that 30 minutes, when we should have done, it got worse and yes, worse and worse. Been, it could have been horrible. Though. And obviously we were lucky in the end that it pans out okay and the points go up to us and it seems that we've got a little bit of a gap. But there was yeah. there was a 40-minute episode in, the, in that game where it just wasn't... No. It was classic West Ham. Yeah. Classic sort of what are we going to do here. Yeah. And we'll be back right after this. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. 
So how much does the fact that we don't have, after all the shenanigans, all the kind of stuff uh, uh, in the transfer window, whatever, the fact that we don't have a, 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 you know, stick it in the back of the net striker? I mean, how much has that got to do with it as well? Well, for a team that, you know, for a team that Still. has gone into a kind of 60,000-seater stadium, yeah. for, for, for a team to not, you know, not have, like, you know, a, peop- a sort of striker who people, you know, know his name and have it on yeah. the back of their shirt and stuff is just bizarre. But then there's just know. not that many of them, is there? No. I mean, look back to Ashley at Chelsea. You know, what we were tied with him for thirty-five million. He doesn't even start. No. You know, we don't. I mean, yeah. we don't. We still don't know what sort of a player he's yet. No. You know, I mean, I think that what we were saying previously, the players that we've brought in, what what's their game? What have they got about them that makes them that standout Premier League striker? We certainly haven't got. No, uh, you know, I think I think. Um you know that's something to do with with his uh, his plan, isn't it? It's the, the the lone front man in a in this particular kind of formation. You want them to be sort of quite quick and to uh, sort of bring people in, uh, but also have a kind of forward momentum. And if balls go over the top, to run onto Jamie Vardy would seem to kind of suit that yeah. sort of system in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's not many. You know, we were in the close season no. ones we'd heard of. There was a lot of talk about Boney, for example. Jim, you were sort yeah. of saying that Boney would be a good sort of. Uh, the, the it seems like the kind of absolute. Um, epitome of that type of player is probably Lukaku would be, yeah. you know, he sort of plays Lukaku and Boney strong, are very you know, separate, yeah. aren't they? I mean, Boney seems to arrive like late and times his runs well. You know, he's a classic sort of 10 and a 9. Lukaku's got the strength to play that. I mean, Lukaku's a fabulous own, player. He is a fabulous player. Mm. Yeah. He, he is, you know, he's... If we had him... Um, I might, yeah, know, I be, think we're really be threatening team. to achieve things. I think, but uh, you know, but if they're not big, you're really looking at kind of balls over the top to them. And I, I think guess, yeah. because we've got a bit better, a couple of those games in which Zaza was poor, uh, the ball was getting lumped long to yeah. him quite a bit. I think maybe Collins was sort of still in the team rather than the the, the three. Because, you know, at the beginning of the season, Collins seemed to be favoured to Ogbonna, and it's not saying that Collins is dreadful, but no. what he does give you is just yeah. long balls I mean, to a front um, man. And, and uh, Zaza, you know, in his defence, I mean, he was poor in a lot of those early games, but, he, you know, what, what he was being asked to do, I think he was not, was not necessarily something he was all that familiar with. Um, and if there are runners, he wins those headers. Yeah. You know, he can win headers. He's got he won a lot of headed ball against Palace, didn't he? Mm. And, and you could tell that, for, for especially Lanzini, was confident he was going to win them, wasn't he? Yeah, and would he bomb past him often. several times. He got onto the end, on the end mm. of a flick-on mm. or something like that. I mean, that, that makes a big difference, isn't it? If, you, yeah. if, if, the, um, if the attacking midfielders are confident that you're going to... I mean, that's one of the strengths of Carroll. I mean, it's such a shame that he's obviously just never going to be properly fit is he really mm. um because uh, you know when you were saying about the, the paucity of goals although he is not himself a great goal scorer as it were in terms of numbers he we score goals with mm. him in the team because he he creates mayhem in, the, yeah, he in does. that penalty area I mean, he creates he, space for other players you know people feed off him you know he's a good footballer carol no he was mm. and i mean you go back a couple of seasons that lots of goals came from you know 
no linen, no ball. But and he would often... The ilk. You know, Carol, if you went, especially away from home, he was often isolated on his own yeah. up front, just jogging around to keep warm. But that, again, was under Allardyce in there, so there weren't so many flair players in midfield, you know, Lanzini and That's Maia, always uh, the danger with the target man, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Palace ended up, especially if you're under a little bit of pressure, Palace ended up doing that. You know, yeah, they they yeah, were just whacking, like it, whacking it long, weren't I mean, they? Also, to bring that back, that goal we scored at Palace was really, really brilliant. Yes, amazing. It was, yeah, great yeah. It was a it was great, great goal. It was like 17 passes or something, wasn't it? it was you know, there, there's always that like West Ham yeah. way kind of that's yeah, considered yeah. and that's a nice and Cresswell was a huge part of that wasn't he it? was I a mean, huge the return part of, that. of Cresswell was uh, yes you know, yeah instrumental yeah, in that yeah he's very very good well, and I mean, a great low ball in you know um Lanzini making the late run in so he wasn't picked up you know yeah. that movement I mean timing and second half in particular I thought we were very static going forward we were against that uh, I'm admitting they were they were dropping deep and there wasn't a lot of space to play in but even so you know you feel people were were, were making things happen that we lacked a bit of urgency the in the second half at the weekend yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean again yeah. those low balls though just to give credit to Lanzini so many of them fired across the box both games that end up skying over the bar. It was a great was a finish really as well. It was a great finish. finish. The way he just opened his side foot to just to steer it in the corner. It was a great finish. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Reed's uh, goal at the end of uh, the weekend's game? Because there was a kind of, you know, Moyes was furious because yeah. it was offside. And, uh, but it wasn't though, was it? No. Actually, the guy who, the guy, it was Caleri, wasn't Caleri. it? Caleri. Caleri. He, was, he was level, wasn't he? He was definitely level. Was I looked level? at on match yeah. today, it, was, it, it was seemed level. level enough to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think there was... It was level. There was another one further across who was possibly in an offside position but mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't, he wasn't really in play. no so uh, no it so you have to give Reed the credit there I mean that was a, it was a really great shocking turn. from them shocking yeah. yes. from them because yeah. when the corner was taken four there them, were four of them running turning absolutely. their backs on it running away from it letting them take you know they could they could have seen that they should have seen that out. Yeah. great little kind of turn though wasn't from it from uh, Reed. Reed to Spong yeah. foot yeah, two yeah. defenders well he's he, he's Obviously, Reed is enormously one-footed, so the uh, so the little adjustment to put it on his right foot was uh, was brilliant. A little, uh, you know, Cruyff is like a Cruyffesque yeah. uh, turn, wasn't it? Yeah. Left foot. He's left-footed. Did he hit it with his left foot? It was left. Yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think I'm, I meant his correct foot. Well, yeah, right. Yeah, foot. yeah, yeah. He's the correct foot. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. No, it was amazing. I, I listened back to like the BBC commentary of that, and they were like, they, "Well." regaling him with his mm-hmm. centre-forward prowess of being able to put it onto his left foot. I mean, what was remarkable was there was a huge amount of bodies that that ball yeah. had to travel yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And albeit, but, even if there was a contentious one, it did kind of travel through the lot of them. I mean, obviously, yeah. we know from Millwall he's got a good foot on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, but I mean, that was almost the first time that actually someone properly smashed one. Yeah. There were several shooting opportunities, weren't there, that... that People just want an extra part. And that often is a, a sign of a team that's not fully confident. Is that uh, shovel it onto the next person, or I just yeah, want to take yeah. an extra touch? I just want to make sure I hit yeah. this and it'll target. Well, how many times you've sent a half score from twenty-two yards? Though. I yeah. mean, it doesn't happen that often. No. So I suppose. But Noble could have hit that one. The, the, the free kick that Pyatt slid to him. <laughs> yeah, he, he could have hit just it. hit that first. Yeah. Like, I know there were a load of bodies in front of him, but you never know what's going to. I mean, I d- there was a little bit. I mean, I don't feel that much sympathy, but I'm, I've been there with West Ham, and it's a horrible when you're down in the dumps and that last minute I, mean, I don't know if Sunderland deserved a point out of it they probably didn't on balance I don't think so I don't think they no. showed enough ambition um, but yeah you know it's galling isn't it at the 94th minute horrible, yeah, yeah. horrible you know. when you're a fan yeah. that happens yeah well we um, was it West Brom where we conceded the third goal on the stroke of half time 
Yeah, I think it been. was, and I—I I mean, I was just—I could see it, but the sort of you know morale in the team was so low. I could just see, just go, you know, just screaming, "Mark up, you're gonna!" Because yeah. it was from a corner, wasn't it? Yeah. And they just did. They just. But they, it did seem, like- you know, mentally they were already in the dressing room. Yeah. You know, they they they'd left the you know just this corner to defend, and then we can go and yeah. have our cup of tea. And you go, well, defend, yeah. you know, and it was absolutely. And I've seen a game with West Ham so many times when you're like you're nearing the the back end of a decent away point, and they start bringing on the defensive midfielders and they take the strikers off and there's no option, so you surrender yeah, the yeah. football yes. for the last ten minutes. And suddenly, actually, to the point where they started to surrender it, I mean, they were tiring, but they weren't. Like it no. wasn't backs against the wall no, stuff, no, no. and then it did become that. Yeah, you know, we did seem to dominate in those last minutes, and we were back into that we classic were, yes. West Ham of how do we break this down? Yeah, but a good result, good good three points. Absolutely needed three points. Gives us that distance. Yeah, that yes. that, that re goal. Not enough to give important. us a kind of false sense of security because it's really just you know these two two wins in a row this early in the season has actually only moved us up to. 15 from, from just above. Yeah, it's a the cushion. Kind of though, drop zone, but it is a cushion. Yeah. And, uh, but it still means we have kind of work to do, as, you know, because yeah. some complacency and we just drop back in. It feels, yeah. like, feels like that he knows he's got that system there. I wonder when everyone's sort of fit. Um, though, you know, there's, you still, there's still a question over who the right, you know, are below her, I guess, is, is the right back who, who is at the tail end of his career. You know, whether he would, when everyone's back, would go back to a kind of um, two central defenders rather than three. At the moment, this is sort of working quite well, so um, maybe he'll stick with this. Yeah, big games come in the week to find out as well. Yeah, that's right. Tomorrow night we're playing mm. Chelsea. Up against the same system. They've been playing the same system, haven't they? With three at the back. Have they? Yeah. So is that Cahill, Louise and... Um, yeah, Cahill, Louise, and no, Aspilicueta has been oh, has right. been the right, right side of the three, but they've got Terry fit again now, haven't they? So I don't know whether he'll play. Yeah, and obviously Moses that yes struggled doing to really well in that, that in that wing back role. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's good, isn't he? It's extraordinary yeah. that he just you know. Uh, I saw on that game against United, it was his hundredth Premier League game, of which I think it was something like only twelve he's played for Chelsea, something yeah, ludicrous yeah, like that. Right. Extraordinary, yeah, extraordinary. Yeah. Um, well, they looked pretty good against United, but also, you know, United looked looked poor. Very poor. Has to be said. Yeah. Um, yeah, he got it wrong there, Mourinho, didn't he? If his tactics were there, or so. if it's just the lack of quality in that team, I don't know. But something went wrong. Pogba's right. not worth all that money. Oh, no, is he? no, it's not really, worth all. Really? It just doesn't have the. You know, he's obviously a talented player, but he doesn't have the. F work ethic. Well, Paye looked doesn't work hard. by far France's best player in the Euros, didn't yeah, he? he did, I yeah. mean, those first couple of group games, Paye, yeah. everything went through him, uh, and uh, Pogba was, you know, was just running around. Yeah, he's just, you know. again, just, he's a tryhard. But 90 million. But I was, I think I said this on one of the other podcasts, I was sort of. Uh, at the gym when a Manchester United game was on TV. I can't remember what game it was, but uh, Ibrahimovic, you could see why he um, is worth a lot. Of, yeah. Every single thing he did yeah. was the right ball, the right oh, pass. Oh, absolutely class. Really, really, yeah. was like a kind of absolute... He does waste a lot of chance, though. He had at least a good couple yeah. of times to yeah. score and he, like yeah. steady the ship against Chelsea. Yeah. But again, that's the thing of being mercurial, isn't it? You're going to put yourself in the position, and some, and sometimes he's going to bag all three. He's and got he's a slight to... tendency, hasn't he, to score the wonder goal but miss the more yeah. obvious mm-hmm. chance? Maybe 
but you can see the class. Yeah, you? he is. He yeah. is. He's top top pl- player. Um, so it's Chelsea tomorrow, and this uh, yes. it's, it, um, it's a kind of a you know it's an interesting game for a lot of different reasons. Obviously, you know we could progress in this tournament. Um, They'll possibly play a sort of a weakened team. Uh, so we'll see that. So whether Slav will play a weakened team is interesting. But also, it is, with all the kind of uh, the teething troubles with the stadium, this is a big uh, London derby. Um, yes, it'll be... With something that means. So there's, there's potentially a lot of um, uh, <clears throat> issues. There's, there's been talk about the kind of safety at the game. Already, you know, there's been problems with uh, lack of segregation of kind of opposing fans. Uh, and there was a thing just before I came out of the house on the BBC website uh, about it um, that said uh, a spokesman for partners in the stadium, um, so West Ham United, E20 Stadium LLP and London Stadium 8185, said that significant resources had been applied to the fixture with a robust policing plan in place. So there'll be police there. Uh, upon arrival at Stratford Station, Chelsea fans will be funnelled into Westfield Shopping Centre where John Lewis are offering big, big savings on electrical goods <laughs> and kitchen appliances and where River Island has a sale on. Um, the huge photographs of West Ham players on the outside of the stadium will now have their prices on to assure Chelsea fans <laughs> that they could easily afford all of our players so that even if they lose, they'll have won really. Uh, once inside the stadium, as a crowd-calming measure, instead of bubbles, uh, Enoch Powell's Rivers of Blood speech will be played on the big screen to placate Chelsea fans, and old episodes of Love Thy Neighbour and the Black and White Minstrel Show will be played at half-time. <laughs> Uh, as a mark of respect, a minute's silence will be held before the game for those who lost their lives as a result of being killed by Roman Abramovich so that Chelsea could win the Champions League that time. Uh, and apparently earlier in the month, a move to increase ticket prices for away supporters in order for Chelsea fans not to feel insulted <laughs> was blocked by the FA. Uh, a statement from West Ham chairman David Sullivan today said, Myself, David Gold, God rest his soul, and Mrs. Pescocillado are hoping that Wednesday's game will pass without incident. Violent is, violence is unacceptable, not just in football, but in any walk of life. Even the benefits of rough sex are, I believe, largely <laughs> unproven. The odd slap on the behind is perfectly acceptable and in the spirit of saucy hijinks. But punching, especially to a man of compact stature, such as myself, is wholly beyond the pain especially if he wasn't ready <laughs> as for running over your wife no 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 autoerotic asphyxiation is right out i can't see the point also have you seen in excess lately strike a light that bloke from kung fu he did it too didn't he he couldn't actually do kung fu though bruce lee he was your man he could do it he also died under mysterious circumstances a term i invented just goes to show what were we talking about? The Chelsea game. <laughs> Two one to us. Come on, you irons. And that's <laughs> David that's Sullivan good, had to say yeah, that. That's very, very yeah, good. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah. His statement seemed to derail the, the news report from the BBC. Yes, he was just asked for a kind of one sentence statement, but being David wow, Sullivan, he, yeah. the need to, he likes the sound of his own voice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, lots of people predicting that it's all going to kick it's off. It's going to kick off. Um, there has been a little bit of of trouble of some sort or another after just about every game so far there yeah there was at Sunderland there was there was yeah I think there's there's two things that I've noticed one of the things I like about the new ground I don't know if you two have partaken but under the scoreboards from underneath where the new 
the new Bobby Moore is on my mm. right, that you can sit there and collect and have a drink underneath the scoreboard, which is a nice thing mm. as fans. Yeah, I've on done the, that on one occasion. So, and again, one of the first time, well, one of the only other times we've won at home this season. It was really nice. Fellow mm. Hammers, have a drink. And obviously you get to see what happens as it spills out at the very end. One of the things that I've found more and more is that obviously the people that are policing it are stewards. And on both levels, the stewards tell football fans to do something and they don't do it. Because what are the stewards going to do? So the yeah. stewards say, don't go past this barrier. So they just go past the barrier. Yeah. Don't intimidate Sunderland fans. I'm going to intimidate <laughs> yeah. a Sunderland fan. That, that's where, mm. it, where if as a policeman I feel that yeah. that's part of the issue and part of the teething problems. But all in all, I mean, it's, it's not apocalypse now, is it? No. no it's no. fine. There's a little bit of aggravation between some football fans. It's going to happen all yeah. over the country in lots of stadiums and every weekend. Yes, it's not focus on us. There was a kind of a... I, I had a look uh, for the sort of first time in ages at um, News Up Mother Brown's The Opposition View sort of section on their website, which mm. is, you know, what the fans of the other team yes. thought about the game that's just happened. I have, I've sort of used to take a little look at that. I just that yeah, season very early on. Uh, but, I, but I took a look and... and it was sort of interesting. Um, you know, a couple of them said, you know, they saw the trouble mm. that happened and they, they, they were speculating themselves that with the increased capacity, to, uh, you know, the, the extra 20,000 people, perhaps some of the kind of um, sort of hard nut elements from the bad old years of football hooliganism had sort of decided to start coming again and thought that picking a fight with the other team was was de rigueur now but yeah. i but i i slightly doubt that because they'd no, all be in their 60s <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, yeah start, they... no but there are a lot of young lads who sort of i think have misguided notions of sort of carrying on some kind yeah. of I mean, it is unfortunate that you know an element of the a factor in the in the sport of the club has been this hooligan thing over the over many years the films and the and the books and stuff that get written there is a there has been a kind of sort of glamorization of it unfortunately and um there are you know there's no shortage of young young tyros willing to kind of you know carry on the the tradition i think that's probably what it is more than old school hooligans Mm. returning i mean i i I, i'd be surprised if that was the case it's uh it's 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 not ideal because because in a sense the the opposite of that would be what i you know in a sort of moany way would imagine happening is uh, people coming who are sort of used to watching it on telly and who don't make any noise and who sit mm. the whole game and, you know, who contribute nothing to the atmosphere. So that that would, if I had my sort of fears about what sort of modern football would be like moving into a large Thunderdome, um, that would be the case, would be that, that, that there would be people who um, think football is just something you kind of experience and soaks over. I, I you, just you know. wonder, though, whether the environment, whether it is, you know, I'm sure there's a bit of that, of, of kind of people coming along who, who, who haven't, have only just watched stuff on television and stuff before. These are obviously clearly not the people causing this kind of trouble. I just wonder whether it's the environment is the issue. That, that it's like, yeah. Or the area around the stadium is like a big playground, isn't it? It's like, mm. um, mm. it isn't, if you come out of a ground and you come into streets and you come into, there's something, there's a different, and shops and yeah. it's a different set of, you know, civic rules almost yeah. unspoken rules in place really in a way isn't it I, yeah. do, you, do you not feel I, think that, I mean that, I think there is that big area where, where when, when there was when there was the whole like feeding back as like the founders forum or whatever there was West Ham I mean I think one of the things that's lost on me as a football fan 
from when I was a boy. Walking down Green Street, seeing the sellers on both sides of the road, mm, the hat scarves mm, and badges mm. shouts, blah, blah, blah. They, these, these were the things that sort of made West Ham quite iconic, and that's gone. And now you cross over the bridge, and there's the little canal bit. There yeah. seems to be like one barge that's selling booze. And then there's a yeah. few people that sit on the river and have a drink. They're sort of being herded on. And there's people drinking round the ground. There's some bars that are open, some bars that are not. There's some stewards telling people they can't drink, and other people standing by them that are drinking. Mm. There isn't just a cohesion that we have around our football stadium. No. And that must only be exacerbated when your football team has lost at West Ham or has won at West Ham and you've come out either jubilant or depressed and you've suddenly got 60,000 people around you making life difficult. That yeah. must be one of the problems that we currently yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, uh, it's um, it, it's sort of in town, but it's like an out-of-town stadium. Yeah, yeah, people kind of drift towards it, like iron filings towards a magnet. Yes. And uh, yeah. uh, rather than, as you say, being funneled up one street. And yeah. so, you know, and that way, a kind of, you know, sort of intensity that you'd hope remains good-natured sort of builds, mm. and that's what creates atmosphere once you get inside the ground. Um I mean, the thing is that you know nowadays everything, every little bit of trouble that that kicks off anywhere is filmed on. There's, there's you mm. know, for every person throwing punches, there's ten yeah, filming on their phones, and um, you know that gets onto the internet, and so. You know, unfortunately, there will be people coming to want to have a go, won't there? Yeah. There'll be people oh, okay. saying, "Oh, it's yeah, West Ham. Yeah. That's that's a place yeah. now you can have a tear up." Mm. Yeah, um, and it'll take a little while, probably to. You know, I just wish there was a. I mean, the whole, all this stuff's been talked about. You know, lack of police presence in the in the mm, stadium. Mm. Um, uh, you know, the security regimes, the stewarding, all these things have contributed, I suspect, to the to the to the kind of atmosphere in which yeah. that can happen. Um, uh, you know, it'll settle down. I'm it's sure. a very interesting atmosphere in the ground, isn't it? It's. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was okay on um, Saturday, but you could still hear the players shouting at each other. You know, yeah. quite quite audibly, and uh, uh, you you know certainly couldn't at the other place. You know, you would one would have imagined that a sort of bigger stadium you wouldn't be able to hear that, but actually at the old place you couldn't, and at this place you can, and it, it gets. You know, the game was largely accompanied by um, a sort of, you know, hive-like murmur from... from, <laughs> mm. from I had its know, moments, I thought. There were yeah. you know, times when things lifted a little bit. I, I mean, I think the bowling was... I mean, the, the bowling didn't have... Once the standing was gone at the bowling, no. the, the atmosphere was never... No, I agree. There. there were moments when you, it reminded you of what it, what it yeah. could be like. No, I there agree. There was a cauldron on occasions, but they were few and far between. There were plenty of damp squib games in terms of atmosphere mm. you know in recent years i think that the bit that's opposite kind of where the corporate sort of section is mm. where the players come out there's the potential there for like a west ham sort of cop in the sense yeah. that it's, there is a you know almost half a tier of seating and when that sings it's really very vocal and very loud yeah it's just not consistent yet no and it hasn't found its feet. And because I sit in that section, on my left-hand side, there's still a lot of people standing. On the right, there's still pockets. It hasn't quite settled. I mean... But you have to have standing to create noise. Yes. You have to. I mean, no, 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 but no, also, there's no stadium where everyone is sitting down. Is no, ever going to be a loud to, stadium? Um, it's as simple as that. Yeah, I agree. You have to look into... We've got to look into... Stand, people are never going to stand where we are. I think that we'll be no, so we're, we're, we'll probably have to move quite soon. Yeah. Um, so, what do we think might happen in the game tomorrow? Uh, well, I think it might be quite tight. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be 
we'll, we'll give him, you know, we'll, we'll lift the game because this, you know, this is the first time for a while we've played one of the the, the top teams. One of the big teams. Yeah. Um, we were, you know, outplayed over there for the first first game of the season, but we weren't completely out of it. And actually, having got the equaliser, probably, you know, probably should have hung on. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, I. I We've got. I think we've got a decent chance. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I'm not going to be so confident as to sort of predict a victory, but. Billich has said we play on Sunday, so he's you know he's he's happy to try and put out a. Fair I think we should. I hope yeah. we will. I hope yeah. we will. You know, uh, I, I suspect that they might. They haven't got European football, have they? So no. There's no reason for them to put out a weekend no. side either. Really, is there? I mean, they did it Leicester, though, didn't they? They did. They put us on yeah. weekend team in Leicester. I mean, yeah. The only thing that you hope is that they come in with. Well, actually, completely justified confidence of their four-nil thrashing of Man United. Yeah, and but perhaps that it might be misplaced in the London derby, which can kind of see those sort of grinding, difficult games. That 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 was much more of an expansive game they had at the weekend, much mm. more free-flowing. I hope that it's not like that. I think if we're tactically, as we were saying, they're going to play similarly to us. Hopefully, if that cancelling out effect happens, yeah, we might have well a proper London derby. And I think we're a match for anybody in that sort of a game. And yeah, we've got those I sort reckon. of players, I think, as well. And if it comes down to like, you know, those those really kind of decisive moments of games, well, fortunately for for a change, a little while away, so we've got some of those players that can really step up. Mm, mm. And so, I think it will come down to that. I think there'll be moments there. I don't think there'll be a four nil route, but it might just be moments of quality. Yeah. Given the odds are stacked in their favour, they've got more quality players. But you just never know. It could be our day. Yeah, could be predictions. I think it might go to extra time. Yeah, extra time and penalties. Extra time and penalties. Yeah, and I'm. I, uh, we'll probably lose in the penalty shootout. Losing the penalty shootout. Yeah, Andy. Um, I think if West Ham score first, we'll win. Right. I think if we score second, I think if they <laughs> if they score first, I think we'll lose. I'm going to go for uh, one nil to the Hammers. Good man. One nil to the Hammers. I'm going to say. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I'm going to Everton no, as well, by the way. Yes, yes, I'm, we should I'm, talk about that. I'm going to uh, so we just have predictions for that. But yeah, um, they I, are. They're going well. They're, uh, they're well, going they lost well the to Burnley, didn't yeah. they? Probably in a game possibly they, yeah. they, they, they shouldn't have lost. Um, not just because Burnley are not so good as them, but on the on the day they were probably. Uh, another guy, another time they were taken had those chances and won but Lukaku <laughs> he always scores against yeah. us it's about keeping him quiet isn't it really uh, I can't see a repeat we, it's a difficult place to go I mean, I think we don't have a good record there last year was amazing um, I'd be very happy with the point one, yeah, one, so one, one I. draw I think also Balassi has had some great games against us he's really yes. kind of shepherded a Crystal Palace team that's been very average yes. and has brought them into the game a couple of times against us yeah. so the combination of a rampant Balassi and an equally brilliant Lukaku yeah. doesn't, doesn't send well, yeah. great feelings to me but we won their last season and they're a bogey team so who knows yeah, previous season was one all, wasn't it? I think. Um, Lanzini? Was yeah, I think we might have drawn in the cup. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. That's right. Yeah, and then we won in the yeah. famous Adrian penalty. Yeah. One of the cup because Collins was the, scored, was, the, the, the was the replay. The first, the first cup game didn't Collins get? Yeah, he got the equaliser. Yeah, it was two one. Yeah. We had um, what's his name? The boy that went over to Fiorentina. Um, Zerati. Zerati. Yeah, he scored the other one. Yes. Come yeah. off the bench. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Uh, yes. I don't know. Optimistically, I'd say one all, but I think we might lose that two one. Yeah, I think it would be. I mean, it would be one of those things again. You have to go and wait and see. That I love Goodison Park. I think it's a proper old school mm-hmm. football stadium. I think they. I really like going to Liverpool. I think they're good fans and good football fans. And a little bit like like the bowling used to be. It's yeah. not in the most like. It's not in the gentrified part of Liverpool. It's still is in that. You know, well, not that yeah. loads of Liverpool is gentrified, but it's it's in a bit of an armpit and yeah, they're proper football fans. They mean it. I I, I think that they're. You'd fancy them, wouldn't you? I think, again, that man-for-man thing that there's a lot of Everton players that seem to kind of, I would maybe opt for. But we'll see. They're playing well this season, aren't they? Koeman's done a good job. We want to, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough game. It's away away from home uh, to a team that are probably in about the top seven, I'd say, uh, at the moment. Um, so what, what you want is, even if we lose, we want the performances to, we want the performance to be good. We want yeah. Yeah, to feel it. that the team, you know, is, is still, has found its stride and is staying in its stride. I fancy uh, a score draw, just by the way. Yeah, I'm just calling two all. Two all. So if it happens. Very good. All right. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think that's probably it for this podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, it's Chelsea tomorrow, Everton the weekend. Um, my name's Phil Whelans. With me have been uh, Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Andy Little. Thank you so much. Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.